Ja, da, da, I mean. Ja, da, da, I mean. Ah. Super Bowl edition. We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul mouth jerk from out of town. Foul mouth? Fuck you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, worst or not, you are now rocking with the worst. Uh, this is the worst case scenario, and I am your host, Foul Mouth Jerk, Falio Iglesias, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, Punani DeFranco, the Boulevard Thunder God, the Subwoofer Drug Pusher, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie, also the Archduke of the Peshmo, the Van Luftballons. And uh, with me, as always, the man I can end without, Adam Strange. Yo, Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger. Um, missed as uh, she always is when she is not here is Silvery Plath, Alicia Silverstone, Woko Ono. Um, and yeah, strangely, today is both the Valentine's Day edition and the Super Bowl Sunday edition. I find that to be particularly dubious because historically, I don't know if this is still true, but at one time, uh, I believe the Super Bowl was to be was the statistical peak of domestic violence. Um, oh yeah, and uh, I don't know if it's still the highest day of the year for it. Reports of domestic, I guess we should say reports of domestic violence. I have childhood memories of like, okay, wait, but why did he punch the wall? And they'd be like, mm. well, he didn't, they didn't get the football to the line. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, I got that. So they didn't get the point. And but they, what they lost that, the but Super what does Bowl. that do with, it to do with him? But why did he punch the wall? And they'd be like, well, he had money riding. Okay, okay. He, okay, he that supposed makes, to yeah, get, yeah. okay, now, because, but that was a normal thing. My mom's friends would be watching football. And then there'd be a hole in the wall. Oh, it wasn't like, feel good, like no, getting mad? years before him. No, this is like whatever her old friends would be. But one of them, or her, she's like, I'm just like, why? Why did I never understood that? Like, even in a movie, when somebody gets mad, uh-huh. like, I don't know if you see. You know, we just yeah, talked about nobody. The There's a scene yes, in nobody where he starts punching the, the concrete, wall, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I have to look away. I, I'm just like, I definitely did. That's the dumbest shit in the world. Number it's not one, just that it's dumb. Especially if I you're have a puncher. Like, those are your those are your punch things. You I need have, those for punching. Yes, I have an empathetic response to. Like, if, if they punch a hole in a wall, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But um, if they're hitting, like, a brick wall or something that has no give, I have a weirdly empathetic response to, like, like, all right, so have you ever broken a bone and it's, so you've broken bones for right? Yep. Right. And have you, have you ever gotten nausea from it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, I mean, you, any pain can give me you remember that enough time pain will get my, you, my stomach hurt. You watched me uh, flip over that Scooty Puff Jr. Yeah, in yeah. front of that uh, yard sale full of old people and yeah. laughed your dick off when I broke two bones and ripped a ligament. I'm um, laughing. I'm oh, you laughed your fucking helping. ass off. Uh, you did help us escape because uh, uh, for any listener, probably any regular listener knows this already, but like definitely when me and Adam Strange had no driver's licenses, we rented some scooters for the day to get some errands done and shit got way too good to me on some S-curves and uh, I came around the corner and realized there was a yard sale there and uh, some cars parked in the way where I was going and to swerve and avoid them, I wrecked that shit and uh, broke my tib and my fib ripped a ligament and uh luckily i had the full face helmet because i later i definitely would have looked at the helmet i would have definitely been dragging my face yeah. on the ground um but point being uh i got up and saw just you know as many yard sales have just like a, a small army a cadre, one might say, of old folks that, uh, also, I don't know if you knew that, that a, a group of old folks is called a cadre. Um, a, it, a murder it, of crows, a pride of lions, a cadre of old folks. Well, and um, supervillains, apparently, are a cadre. That's, that's been a running joke on the Peacemaker show where people are like, what, don't, do you have a cadre of supervillains? Oh, and, really? And you're like, because the second time it comes up, you're like, how does that little kid know to use that word? That's a weird word. I haven't watched that show yet. I fucking did. Do you have a cadre of supervillains? He's like, no, because I fucking kill my villains. I'm not going to let a fucking killer get back out. You know Batman's going to fucking let that fucking clown back out again. Every time he comes back out and he kills again, those that deaths is, are on him. That is fair. That is fair. Like, I don't have a cadre. They're fucking dead. Anyway, though, because there was a cadre of old folks running at me, 
um, being like, oh, and they saw it happen. That was deeply embarrassing. Um, and they ran towards us like, someone call an ambulance. And I was like, I don't have any health insurance, number one. This is way pre-Obamacare. This is like 03. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked back at the scooter, and I was like, Thomas, get the fuck out of here. And this motherfucker is laughing his ass off, listeners. He was. He might say no, no now, but I, he laughed no. his ass I off. I parked my scooter calmly it, and no, walked back to where you were. Not, not, and I'm not going to lie. He, it, deservedly so. Um, but as I was like running back to the scooter, not knowing that bones were broken, I figured it out because what I can only describe as pangs of nausea <laughs> just started squishing through my system. Um, so anyway, point being, anytime I see some shit that in a movie, TV show, whatever, where somebody's doing something like punching a brick wall or something that would break your bones. Um, I just, I get empathetically nauseous. I can't, I'm like, ugh. Like, if I see somebody get, like, hit in the head too hard. Like, I remember there was a, we watched a skate video where some skaters actually jumped a dude and, like, hit him in the head with the skate trucks and shit, which, you know, in the 90s, I think we all participated in something like that. But uh, just seeing it, I remember being like, Oh, it made me nauseous. Ugh. I had a girlfriend in high school who didn't get a part in a play, mm-hmm. and she, when she found out, she punched her locker and broke her hand, mm. and I broke up with her. Yeah, I mean, pretty much that's immediately. That's a good. And she was that made her even more mad. But I was just like, look, what did she punch after that? I don't know. Cause you're lucky. My fucking high school girlfriend punched everyone and everything including me that's the one that stabbed me she once hit me with a hammer like uh, that was way after high school but still you know shout out to k-dog i hope you're doing well got your life together and aren't committing acts of uh domestic or domestic violence domestic terrorism whatever you're up to i hope you're no longer dropping subarus into skate park pools (laughs) i mean she makes for really entertaining uh stories but not good dating material at that point hopefully she's making some woman very happy right now so um, we got it we got to get on the flush limbao oh yes yes uh really yes let's talk about our the, but the real real quick mm-hmm. everybody listening trump you know when you're when you're president there's a thing called the presidential records act mm-hmm. it has no teeth it's, it's been in the news no lately laws, but yeah. you're supposed to everything you do gets you know, gets recorded. The archives get all your documents. Yeah. You're not allowed to rip up documents and throw them away. Not just that they archive phone calls, mm-hmm. fucking Everything. meetings, fucking the the logbooks for who visited the White House. You're Everything. not allowed to keep a gift as the president. Right. If someone, if another world leader gives you a pen, that's not your pen. That's our pen. It goes to the National, the National Archives. Archives yes. And I only know that shit because I took field trips there when I was a kid. And I think it was called "I'm Hail to the Chief." It was one of the original Fox shows. Had a whole episode about him getting a gift, oh. and he kept it, and it was a big deal on the show. But whatever. So Trump. Was, Wait, you're talking about like Married with Children era Fox? Oh yeah, the original, when it first started, Hail to the Chief was one of the first shows. There's an episode where the who the, was in that? I, I want to say it was George C. Scott was the president. He had just been patented. Oh, I think you're right. But there's an episode where his kid gets caught with weed. Uh-huh. Okay, and uh-huh. then, so it's it's the president of the United this. States yeah. and his chief of staff at the Oval Office desk, and they've got a triple beam, and the guy with them is like, no way. Seeds and stems don't count. You can pick those out. We got to get it down to this one, whatever weight. And if mm-hmm. they got it down to a certain weight, yeah. it wouldn't be a felony, a felony or whatever right. in D.C. And that was the whole point. That was There was an episode That's where the president of the United States is picking seeds out of a bag, trying to make it smaller. That is a heady fucking joke, and also just like a really smart cutty way ahead of its time joke for like because we're talking about late 80s early 90s yeah, like i was like in seventh grade at best when i when i saw that maybe and yeah, i remember no, Fox not getting out. it what's funny is like anyone younger than like 35 38 doesn't realize like no fox only came out yeah in i think like no, no, 88 i think 88 is the year everybody would have the you know nbc cbs abc and then you'd yeah. have one or two chan- like one channel that would be in the bottom 13 right. and then one that was in UHF that were mm-hmm. like your locals yeah. and they would play reruns and news and like your local channels but then as local channels died conglomerate bought all the Fox channels that they, or right. channels that were branded as Fox that were doing that like yeah. playing old reruns and made them their own channel with their own new night you know shows at night yeah previous to Fox uh, ours was W I think it was WNYW but uh, it was channel 5 but uh, also I ours was, was also channel 5 I also have to say, though, when you talk about the local channels, um, 
we had Channel 11, which was WPIX, and I think it is again now. For a while, it got bought out and became the WB, but anytime I've gone back up to Jersey uh, and watched PIX again, it's not the same shit. You know, it's like when they brought Futurama back. You're yeah. glad it's back, but it's not at the same They're quality. bringing it back again. Not surprising. Right now, they brought it back. Bender hasn't signed up. Everybody but Bender John DiMaggio, is yeah. on. But he was like, I'm going to need more money. Absolutely. And they were it's like, well, character. why? They're like, well, apparently, you keep rebooting it, so there must be people wanting to watch it. But they were like, well, since Bender's a robot, he might get some new parts. And that was like where the negotiations are. And then the audience is like, fuck you. Yeah, I don't think anybody's Bender's going to be Bender. But the only reason I bring up PIX is because... That channel practically fucking raised me. It, uh, I don't know who was programming it back then, but in addition Was it to, Kung Fu on the weekends? Um, yes, there was definitely... Well, no, Channel 9, WWOR from Secaucus, New Jersey, did uh. fucking Kung Fu on the weekends. But um, they did... Every week they did, like... I think it was the... They did the movie. I think they called it movie of the week, whatever it was. But it was like every weeknight there was a movie on. Mm. And obviously it had the commercials in it and the curse words edited yeah. out. But like, yo, these fools played shit that like educated me. Like, yo, the first uh, place that I saw um, like almost all the John Carpenter shit, like Escape from New York. Very first time I saw it was there. Um, you would just see the cuttiest. Oh, they, they would show Peck and Paul movies. Like uh, the first time I saw uh, Bring Me to the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Have you ever seen that movie? Nope. Yeah, like Peck and Paul was so wild out that he got himself kicked out of Hollywood. But Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia is one of the, is as crazy as the title would suggest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they would just show Sergio Leone westerns and yep. fucking just the cuttiest ill shit. And as far as like, just culturally, uh, outside of hip hop, PIX fucking taught me culture. I don't, I, whoever the fuck was running that station back in the in the 80s, thank you. It was also where all the Yankee games got played. You know, you didn't have to subscribe to it. Um, not that I watched any fucking Yankee games, but both my brothers did. Well, the fucked up thing is like cable killed most broadcast TV right. in a weird way. Like slowly took all the, sapped it out fucked up thing is that like w what's going on now is that cable's also dead so the thing that killed it is streaming, now gone yeah. so now streaming's out there people still Video want local the news stuff. and there's not a lot of local stuff you can get in streaming because you're watching the same shit that everybody's watching mm -hmm. but now it's a thousand times cheaper to have a tv station now than it was i mean like even film you don't have to buy beta tapes anymore right, you're doing digital right. like everything is cheaper cameras are cheaper there's millions of cameras out there there's everything's out there it's all digital it's so much easier to own and operate a tv station now but nobody's doing it nobody just even considers it mm -hmm. like selling local advertising is still there's still money there but that's one that's gonna come back there's gonna start being some kind of weird internet disruptor that starts buying local tv stations the same way that like fox and the conservatives have been doing mm -hmm. And it's it's just out there like that's a it's it was a low hanging fruit that mm -hmm. the conservatives grabbed up, but somebody else is gonna. But, but yeah, okay, <laughs> I can't believe we went that far down the TV rabbit hole because what we're trying to talk about is fucking Trump breaking the law of yeah. the Presidential Records Act but, and ripping up and flushing. But here's the thing: so he would go from his desk, he'd see a document, and be mm -hmm. like, "Oh, can't let anybody see this." Right. And he would stand up, walk to the bathroom. Go in the bathroom, tear it up, and flush it down the toilet. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what he passed on the way to the bathroom? Trash cans? His fucking fireplace. You know how many fucking oh, really? working fireplaces are in the White House? I do not. 28. There is about 40. I had a feeling you were going to answer that. Like somewhere in the 40s, but 28 of them are working fireplaces with not with gas or some shit, with actual burning materials in them. And most of them are on. Like, they just keep two or three of them on. So, like, he basically could have a fire going in the... He could just throw at all times. He could just throw. He could have a document fire, in the fire going, and they would be gone. His document fire. He could be like, you know, like uh, how they have Kennedy's eternal flame outside mm -hmm. uh, of the White House. Like he could have his own like four year yeah. eternal flame just for burning documents. Next to Nixon's Which, tape that's still recording. Yeah, <laughs> still going. The eternal tape. It, it's Fucking. Just, but okay, hold on. He, just real quick as a sidebar, I need to know something. Mm -hmm. Not only do you know how many fireplaces there I are in the White up. House, but how many working ones. Well, when I first had this thought, I was like, wait a second. Why would he? He could 
in that in that Kevin Spacey show, there's he has a fireplace right there. He just throws some shit in there sometimes. It, it's a, there's a fucking fire. It'll oh, take so paper out. You know, Spacey's character actually he just throws some paper on on the fireplace. Burns right there. Yeah, shit. But, in the same, so he's also breaking the presidential record. But I brought it up to my but wife. But also he got canceled. So yeah, but and I, not for that. But. but I brought it up to my wife, and she said, she was like, "Well, you don't know those work." And I was like, "Ooh, good point." So I had to go look again. When I looked up how many fireplaces, and I went back and like looked up working. How many working fireplaces? And I did find out that one site does exp- say there's 28 working. I don't know if it's right, but I know the one in his fucking office works. And the fact that he yeah, you have to assume that he there's to, nothing broken. He was in holding the Oval a piece of paper, and he wanted to get rid of it, mm-hmm. and so he tore it up and flushed it in a toilet. Whereas we know now they fished them right back up, and now there's somebody somewhere in a building. Piecing them back together because that's what there's actually for whatever that's worth. The archives has staff right now. They've had to hire staff. That's yes. what they're doing. They're like doing to the jigsaw puzzles here. of, and that enough means that he's unfit for office. The fact that he doesn't know how fucking fire works. Absolutely, no, you're, right, you're right. Yeah, that yeah. So that you're, if you I, have I like, paper, yo, I like your take. But so basically, he was holding a paper, and somebody was like, "Okay, how do you destroy that? Fire or water? Like, water." Yeah, like okay. you're not fit for the office. Okay, so I like your take on this, and correct me if I'm wrong here. What I'm understanding your take is, is not that he's unfit for office from the left wing perspective of like, oh, he's breaking this law. You're taking it from the MAGA perspective of like, yo, if you're going to break the law like we want you to, yeah. Burn that shit. You're being inefficient. Yeah. You are being inept. It's the same as punching, les, punching a wall. Les incompetents. You're, you're, Ooh, you're, wall you're, you're hurting yourself when you don't have to. You know, like you're leaving a trail of evidence that was an obvious fix. And yeah, it's a it's a huge plot hole for sure. But also, that, let me ask you this: Do you think, if you had to speculate, because that's what we do here, basically speculate, um, if you had to speculate? Do you think that he is making that choice uh, because he doesn't realize? And I do. It's completely feasible to me that he's dumb enough not to realize that, like, yo, you're walking past a much more efficient. You're not only taking the long way, you're walking past the more efficient means of getting done what you want done. But do you think it's that or do you think it's that he thinks he's low? And they don't. He's like, ah, they didn't see me take this document. And like, if he throws it in the fire, they'll it will be in front of them. And he's like, yo, he's like, every time he's like, I gotta take a shit now. And he crumbles up piece of paper like they don't even know I'm fucking yeah. gonna do this. I'm gonna read these. Yeah, I'm so and smart. Then he, he brings in ten. He comes back out with two. Yeah, like no, <clears throat> I, I honestly think he he was he's like <coughs> looked at the toilet and he was like, oh, there's poops down there. Nobody's gonna reach in here. Well, he also probably, A, thought that he wasn't, that it was going to flush all the way down. But, uh, because he did it multiple times. Yeah. But also something I would point out is, do you remember for a little while he was on that, like, uh, you know how, like, he he would vilify certain just targets where you're like, why are you even talking about that right now? Yeah. And for a while, he would talk toilets. about the low-flow yep. eco-toilets. Like, oh, it 10, 12 10 flushes. 15 I'm flushes. Like, no, no, it doesn't. It might like, take yo. two. Like, And also, what kind of shits are you taking, bro? Yeah. Um, well. But, yeah, yeah, no, I guarantee you. Bigger than Pepsi cans. He, no, no, I guarantee you he's shooting birdshot all day. It's hey. like it's like it's liquid splatter. Like, that dude... He, it's all McDonald's. It's all gross. Yeah, like his whole diet is disgusting. I guarantee you he sharts a lot. Like, you know how people were talking about um, when that meme was going around from when him and Biden were uh, at the podiums of the debate and, and people took, there was a, a camera that got a side shot of him. And it was like, yo, you can clearly see there's a diaper. Yeah, his like his big puffy pants. Yeah. Right. And so I doubt that it's like real, like old age incontinence. I, I will postulate the theorem right here uh just speculating on a hypothesis is all that it's because he's got like a, a really shardy situation going on with that horrible diet uh for so many years that he probably just loosely sharts like a horse shits like while it's like oh, midstream yeah. while he's just walking around it's like <laughs> he's definitely also the kind of person that blames his farts on other people yeah um yeah, so I mean, and that's just you know, 
I also suspect that of Darth Vader, too, so it's not, like, that uncommon for dickheads in power, you know what I mean? But that's just, again, just speculating. I don't even know if Darth Vader eats. He might have some kind of fuel food pouch that gets injected into his chest cavity thing. That's a good question. Does Darth Vader eat? He still has a mouth. That doesn't mean he eats, though. Like, when he, he, was he sitting, might not need to eat He was sitting he's down mostly. to dinner in Cloud City. Yeah, but I think that oh, I was, know. like, for the... I know the like shock factor. theatrical dick move of it like on his part i'm not saying george lucas's part or lawrence kazdan's part i think he did it to be like yeah han solo like look i'm i'm eating i'm eating your fucking lunch bro yeah. um but yeah it is kind of funny that he was like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna rip these up and i'm gonna flush them and none the wiser and also you know there was a lot of people apparently in his establishment because this has been going on the whole time even when he didn't flush shit the only new part of this is like yo he tried to flush him down the toilet but it's always been known that he he tears shit he just tears up every diamond no and that early on (laughs) i like that you said it like he was killing it you're like like, yo he's about to tear shit up (laughs) early in it his his staff would be like no no stop 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 that's illegal yeah and apparently like but that's the thing is i'm pretty sure he was like what happens when you break this law? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, well nothing. And he was like, oh, okay, then fuck you. I'm going to tear this shit up. Yeah, then it's, no. And not only that, but like everything with him way predating the presidency. And this is a known thing. I'm not breaking any ground by saying it, but like he doesn't really give a fuck about breaking the law because His even as a businessman, like unless you had more money than him, mm-hmm. you can't sue him. He's just going to wrap you up, and he just keeps running out the clock until you run out of money. And the whole, like, you know, the only people he would ever have to fear is, like, federal prosecution. And you know they don't fucking prosecute those rich people like that. Like, it's just not a thing that they do. Occasionally, but you have to, like, really do some Bernie Madoff-ass shit. You know? And, like, even, like, they didn't punish Enron. They didn't punish anybody fucking that was responsible for the 08 economic collapse. And it's like... You know, not to like, you know, beat a dead horse or say something so rudimentary, but it's just like, you, you get caught stealing, you know, 50 bucks worth of shit from Walmart, you're going to fuck to jail. But like people that stole entire neighborhoods worth of houses, nah, you're good. You know, so it's just like he knows that. Um, and it's just, you know, and that's why he's always pushed it that way. So why would he give a fuck about breaking a presidential law that like and it was the weirdest thing i was listening to some new shit the other day they're like they they finally got him they're gonna prosecute and it's like holmes they have caught him multiple times publicly committing multiple felonies on the campaign trail when he was i mean like russia if you're listening yeah hack, hack our emails it's like well, that's the best part about you the just, document thing. And they're like, did he collude with a foreign power? It's like, you watched him collude with a foreign power on TV. Like, I honestly don't like to even bring up Hillary Clinton or go, I'm like, you know, like, let's just move on. Let's yeah. not talk about it again. But lock her up over her emails. Yeah. That was the same shit. Yeah. That was the same shit. There's not even a difference in what the rules are about, like, what she did wrong was yep. the, the fucking act, the, the, the documents act. It's the exact same sh- shit, except... The shit she did, they could find again. It was, a, you know, like there was a digital trail. A trail, you know, a digital yeah. trail. When you rip paper up and shit, that paper is gone. Like, it's the same exact shit that he was mad at her about. Yeah, but it's not even hypocritical because, like, that kind of shit is the point to him. Yeah. Like, well, well, Ivanka and his and Rex Tillerson, like half of his first staff, were all using private servers. Yeah. And they were like, "Fuck you, just fuck you, lock her up, fuck you, like no, lock her up, sure, but fuck you." And also, yeah, I mean, fuck Hillary Clinton too. I don't like her either, but uh, but not you know, but not in comparison. This is not on the same level. Um, but also, what a bunch of people had said trying to come to his defense is like, "Oh, he's not doing that because he has something to hide as the president." It's just like as a CEO in the business world, he got into the habit of doing that because you don't want to like. Reveal corporate secrets. No, you, you don't want to go go to jail for no. your fucking crime. Exactly. It's I like, man, well, no, that's not. You're not talking about like, oh, don't reveal corporate secrets. What you're saying is that he's been a crook in multiple different worlds. Yeah. As a real estate developer, as a fucking brand management, like whatever the fuck it is, he's always been a crook. You know, and yeah. you know, being a crook on its own face is not like something that bothers me. But the kind of crook that he is is what bothers me. Um also the funniest shit i heard all day was they were like oh ivanka 
is being asked to testify in front of the fucking one six committee and they were like she might have all the information to crack the case open and <coughs> and that might be of interest if a you thought she was going to say anything that was true but b the other thing that they brought up was they were like the reason this information is so important is she was the only person in the room with her father when a lot of the you know uh phone calls and when he was watching the riots on tv and what his response and frame of mind was and it's like yeah but if she was the only other person in the room there's no one that can refute her fucking testimony yeah. no one can be like if she was like nah he was not laughing at the screen during the riot and rewinding it and really enjoying it no that didn't happen there's no one there to be like yeah he was you know well, you, there's no contradiction that's the thing is you think they're like okay like google knows every single fucking thing i watch yeah, everything you, you say you know what roku you do. knows most of what i watch so they mm -hmm. could they could probably watch that and be like i could tell you some stuff about him so like there's somebody out there that knows exactly what the fuck he was watching when and it's on a corporate fucking little timestamp right but and they're not rewind. That. no you i know, know they're not i'm just that. saying that that's that's there but ivanka's big thing is how she was compensated over the last 12 years by the Trump organization. Mm -hmm. That's the big one they're trying to get from her because they would pay her in a way, like give her an apartment, but not mention it. You know, right. they would yeah, live yeah. Right they free somewhere. Same with Eric and same with like, I forget the guy, the guy that, um, Weisselberg. Is it, is it Calamari? Is that his name? One of yeah, the guys. Yeah, David either, Calamari, either, I think. Yeah. yeah. And like it's super weird. Yeah. Weisselberg and Calamari. Or, yeah, but he, um, like, his wife, his ex-wife came out and was like, fuck yes. They've been paying for our kids' school. They paid for our apartment. All this yeah. shit was off the books. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yes, it was from Trump directly. So they have that. But like I said, that ain't going shit nowhere. The only no, none of it's going anywhere. Is... Yo, we, yo uh, Weisselberg didn't even flip. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, think about how, like, how deep into... I don't even think it's because he's loyal. I think that there is because he's in a unique position, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Again, speculating. But, you know, he was the, what, CFO and basically did all the books for the Trump organization. Yep. So, like, one of two things. He's obviously smarter than Trump, but so either he's getting compensated in a way where, like, even, like, he, if he goes to jail, it's going to be for, like, a year or Yeah, something. we don't. And he could have been robbing them for the last two decades. He's, he could have a billion in a Swiss account somewhere. Yeah, and he's like, dude, I'll do the year. Yep. Like, it's not like you're putting me in Sing Sing or some shit. You know what I mean? It's not Attica. I'm going to say, you look into it, like, if you're not murdering people, so there's so many of these cases that are, like, big right now. The Shiny Flakes guy, who was, like, the biggest Coke dealer in Europe for a couple years, okay. ran the website selling it two and a half years that dude wow. made hundreds of millions and he most of it was unfound like it was bitcoin and don't nobody even knows where it is and he just so walked the fuck it. out and started a new website and then um the tinder swindler that's all over fucking netflix right now and all that? over there's a guy on tinder that would meet chicks and then just be like it's the same thing a lot of them oh, do where they're like i'm a rich guy but me let me borrow this. your money for a second and the same yeah, with yeah. anna delvany the yeah. one in um new york that was she's got a netflix show now about how she pretended to be a socialite and swindled a bunch of rich people yes basically yes. if you act like you're rich rich people will let you use their credit card for at least two months before they realize you're not going to pay them back yes my homie mish was telling me but a ton of these shout people, out to the sales department but they all get out within a year or two because they'll be like prison overcrowding and coronavirus everybody just gets right the any back excuse out. that they can but also so I, I didn't watch those two shows but i have watched i didn't i did not a number of programs uh about things like that like scammers con artists and they would like go into all this like they would regale you with how smart these fucking con men were and what i noticed as a through line for that was that no they're not that smart and they're not playing like 3d chess or whatever it's that the people that they're scamming are so greedy and so thirsty that they want to believe it like oh yeah, yeah this dude is like so wealthy so like there was uh one that i watched about a lady who was a really high-end internal what do you call that uh interior decorator and um now mind you she's doing shit like hotel lobbies for the w and like you know condos for you know trump tower type shit you know so she's already a fucking baller 
but a dude a con man comes to her about saying that he is a member of the saudi royal family and i will say he had some like bona fides or whatever to make her think that that was true and um so so far so good but it's like she's already what we would consider rich but she's around yeah billionaires and has already and this is just like to me like a strike against her for real is that she has already worked for two other members of the saudi royal family and so that does actually like it works both ways for her because she's like oh well i know them this isn't out of my scope of reality like i i've done this before but then she's telling these stories about he's having these extravagant dinners where it's all his food laid out and while he's talking to people he's just sitting there picking up prosciutto hors d'oeuvres and house and shit and picking up bacon wrapped scallops and just house and shit now i'm not telling you that fucking members of the saudi royal family aren't out here eating pork and doing coke and drinking oh, yeah. liquor not in but public like, so much not in public they're not doing about like when he met her he rolled up on her and was like yo how you doing and like shook her hand and hugged her and shit and you're like yo he's not gonna do that in public if he is an actual member yeah. of the saudi royal family and so my only takeaway is that if you've already worked with two saudi princes you fucking know that dude and if you believe that this dude is just that reckless and is still out here spending the family's money like that it's because you want his money so bad yep. that that's actually what he's using to con you with but that's i mean that's part of the of any con is you know preying on the greed of the other person but yeah and you know distraction but that distraction can often be the prize. Like people right. are blinded and, you know, just the utter inequ inequity of the world right now of like how rich the rich are is that like if you're robbing somebody, if you're conning something, if you got a scam, the main thing you have to do is in the beginning when you first get some money, if you get a million, you got to get it out of the system and you fucking hide it. And yes. then the second you get busted, you've got a million dollars, you're going to be okay. Right. And that's the thing. If you have money, you can buy everything people are for sale now because people are fucking broke and anybody will they, you know but a yo, new car to, will buy you a witness right to be fair though people have always been for sale most people it's always been like that well to a billionaire like how much more of their money's worth now than it was 10 years ago to how little our money is worth right now yes we're cheaper than we used to be yes to them absolutely they don't even work their, their pocket change can buy a town Yes, absolutely. Um, so wait, back to the fucking um, uh, Ivanka getting subpoenaed, um, which she and here's mark my words, she will never be subpoenaed. And I mean, um, Bannon got subpoenaed and prosecuted. He still ain't talking. Well, he's he hasn't been prosecuted. No, charged. indicted. Indicted. Yes, and that didn't do anything whatsoever, no. even a little bit. He's on his he's podcast, a, dude. He's already been pardoned right once. Now, he doesn't give a fuck, dude. Telling Canadian truckers to fucking. Wave rebel flags more. Yeah, and so, all right, but here's the funny part. All right, well, no, this isn't the funny part. Let me just start with, we know that Ivanka is not going to be indicted or even subpoenaed. And the reason I say that we know that is because they're already being like, oh, well, it might cross, it'll really cross the line because you don't go indicting family members. And it's like, you indict family members that were employees of the administration. Oh, yeah. Like, she was an employee of the yeah. administration, and it does not fucking matter. Like, you know what? After they finished shooting John Kennedy in the fucking head, they shot his fucking brother, too. Yeah. So guess what? Yeah, you can't indict the fucking family member if they worked for the yeah, fucking but administration. See, but his son is going to be Trump's vice president, though. That is true. You have a fair argument there, but they're probably going to shoot him in the fucking eyeball as well. Um, but, okay, so now we get to the funny part to me, is that... I, I, this may or may not have. I, I'm 50 50 on this one. You tell me where you come down on this. They say Giuliani might testify to the 1 6 committee, not because he ever fucking would. And you know, if he gets up there, he's going to be saying all kinds of coop, zesty I, I coop would shit. think he, he, there's, there's like 10 different things. One, though, is that he could get up there and think he's being the smoothest motherfucker yes. in the world. I'm defending Trump and then spill every bit of beans because he he's has a spilled fucking idiot. so many beans. Bro. The problem is he's out in the cold right now. 
Trump is not bringing him to Mar-a-Lago for free lunch. That motherfucker is hungry and broke, and nobody will work with him, and he he's wandering around it. New York with no fucking lawyer. He's not a lawyer anymore. No, right. That's why I was going to fucking uh, bring up. And, and it's um, just piles. It's piling on him. You gave me, you definitely gave me the answer I was looking for, because um, the whole thing, and this is why I say I come down 50-50 on it, is like, I do agree. I think that if he gets up there, he's going to try and be like getting back in Trump's good graces, thinking he's saying things, defending him. But he's such a fucking nutter butter that he's not he doesn't know what the right or wrong thing to say is. He just go, he wows out extemporaneously. And um, yeah, on top of that, though, the reason I think he might just go up and have to testify is, like you said, a he's broke. He's yeah. and Trump stopped paying him halfway through the campaign. Like yeah. the second that shit started dripping down his face, yeah, he, he didn't get a check again. Asshole. And also, Trump's notorious for not paying people anyway. Yeah. But uh, in addition, if he was to fight the subpoenas that might come from the one six committee, that's gonna cost him a lot of money. He's already not getting paid for services already rendered for being a professional kook. And you remember the fucking FBI like a year ago raided his crib, took a dozen or so devices like yep. all his computers fucking laptops fucking phones ipads all of it and now we don't know what they did or didn't find because uh what i learned recently is they only remember they had to have a special uh like not special prosecutor but they had to have a, a special third party basically go through all the material they picked a well, judge that was just in case he actually had hunter biden's laptop yeah <laughs> But with that getting out, right? But the idea is that because he is because there is attorney-client privilege, they they needed a neutral third party to go through everything that was seized and figure out. Okay, this actually does fall under attorney-client privilege, yeah. and the feds can't look at it. This is not, and the feds can look at it and use it in the prosecution or not. You know what I mean? So they've spent the last year with that judge going through all those documents, yeah. and so. Perhaps soon we might see some ramifications come of that. But either way, he's probably going to end up spending a lot of money fighting yeah. those charges. And so fighting the 1-6 committee uh, subpoena is probably not going to be financially and the in his interest. Billion-dollar lawsuits from multiple voting machine companies. That's right. I forgot like about everything. that. Sydney Powell just tried to recently um, – I forget what it was. She tried to basically get – backed out of it the you know her getting sued by all those companies mm -hmm. and it failed the same way that um what crawfish madison crawfish just tried to like sue to get out of being sued for being an insurrectionist yeah. that judge was like no 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 no. this case is perfectly legal yeah it will go forward and it's the one that's happening in north carolina yeah. right because it's only on pause right now because the redistricting doesn't know where he's going to run so they can't tell him he can't run somewhere till he officially is running for the 13th. But that's weird because it's a statewide thing. It's a national thing. So it's like, to me, it's like the reverse of a blanket pardon. He's got to be on the ballot before they can challenge it. He's got to apply to be on the ballot for the 13th. And that doesn't actually go through until there is a district. So like gotcha. right now, they can't just pick somebody and be like, he's an insurrectionist. He can't run. You, he, you actually have to be physically right, running right he, now. Right, but he can't run out the clock on that. Like one no. way or the other. No. He no. will either... This. If the clock runs out, it means he's just not on a ballot. Yep. 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 Right. Yeah. He would just be. Yeah. Yeah. He would. He would not be eligible to run if if it doesn't happen. But it'll happen. It'll be all expedited, and the case will go forward. They. It seems so far at this point. Um. Shit. There was. So, oh, you. No, that's what I was gonna say. It was fucking. Now I don't think this is because he's broke. I think it's just like something he would do anyway. But did you hear that Giuliani was apparently? It's unaired thus far. But he taped an episode of The Masked Singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. And then you know and, um, Kim Jong and um, Robin Thicke yeah, Ken Jong just and, stood uh, up and walked yeah, off. Yeah, just walked off. Which is funny. Robin Thicke, ah, I'm not going to do this. I could be grabbing somebody's titty somewhere. Hold on. Yes, I know that that lady is, from his video is, is very still, mad still. He is still the son of Alan Thicke. Yeah. And they are Canadians. I don't know why I felt the need to mention that. But, he, but I feel like Alan Thicke would not approve of Rudy Giuliani. Probably not. He was definitely like, if it wasn't for Bob Saget, like Alan Thicke was America's vice dad. 
you know, there was like Cosby, Saget, Alan Thicke. I don't see And then, you know, one of them is a convicted rapist now. And another one uh, is dead and was also a really dirty bird. And uh, you know, just, shout out Bob Saget. Rest I don't think anybody's on Rudy's side anymore. <laughs> like, I can't imagine there's like people yeah. on the right that are still rooting for him. They're like, oh, Trump moved on. Next. You know, like, I think he's been flushed. There's, he's not been on any of the um, like he doesn't go on Fox anymore. He doesn't go on OAN anymore. Like for a while there, he was every night, every other night. Mm-hmm. They they stopped inviting him, and you know that that those green room snacks were probably a big source of his nourishment. Like without <laughs> little little bags of pistachios and fucking graham crackers and shit. He, oh my god! I can't imagine he can afford food because like all the flying around he did for the during the campaign, I'm sure he was putting that on his cards, hoping oh, Trump yeah. would, would reimburse him, and he's not. You know. Um, no, that's why he had to buy the cheap hair dye. Uh, fucking. But but recently, the the only recent footage of him about mm-hmm. a, about two weeks ago, he was in an airport, like a food court. Yes. Eating. Mm-hmm. He had a sandwich in one hand and an electric shaver in the other. Yes. And was shaving while he was eating. Shaving while, but also like not in the bathroom or nothing. No. He was just at, at the, the table. table. Yeah. That was gross. We actually covered that on here. No. Fucking um, it. That's bizarre because that shit leaves. The 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 shavings yeah. around you that is fucking grotesque, um, and I also think he'll flip for the thing of like I don't think he's personally against flipping, you know like as a a longtime district attorney, he's a snitcher. You know he he would see snitching as like I don't even want to say you know something noble in a, in a weird way if if it came to it like if he had to snitch he he could instantly tell his brain it was okay. Yes no no he believes in nothing. He's always been. You know about himself and about people. People are like, "Oh, what happened to Rudy Giuliani?" But like, no, he's always been a complete piece of shit. Like he took credit for all those mafia prosecutions when it was like, "Dude, you didn't do the investigations. You did not actually try the court cases. You were the head of that department, and it is true that you were the head of the department that did that. But you didn't do any of that. It was you were the boss of the people that did that. And honestly, it it was more dumb mobsters than smart cops. If we want to go into it, like you want to look at the history of the mob in New York and like every single era, those guys were stupid and they were out the fucking public and they were so public that something had to be done. Yeah, essentially, like a lot of it boils down to John Gotti. But like they should have done shit in the seventies. John Gotti has fucking. You know, this name and reputation where he's like, oh, he's the ultimate gangster. He's like, no, he's kind of the... And it's not, not uniquely to him, he's, but he is the most visible... are almost from the same fucking claw. Yes. Like, he does everything for the fame. Fucking, yeah, narcissist that yeah. they don't believe they can get in trouble. The same yeah. way, like, he, he, didn't, he, he could just talk about whatever he wanted yeah. anywhere because nobody's going to get him. One of my favorite... Uh, things about John Gotti is that Giuliani he, the bull is that no no it's fucking uh um you know and yo gangsters get taught, caught talking on wires that's I mean it just happens mm-hmm. but you're talking this dude is the boss of the family and of the most powerful crime family uh in the entirety of the American Cosa Nostra and he's on a fucking telephone saying and they played this in court is about somebody who owed him money. He was like, you tell him if he doesn't pay this money that me, John Gotti, will come down there and sever his motherfucking head off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a direct quote. What, how the fuck are you going to parenthesize? Me, John Gotti, felony. No, they should have been. What? Hey, hey, you know that problem with Dave? Take care of it. That should have been the phone call. Yeah, that's, like, that's how gangsters talk. And also, like, but why are you on the fucking phone at all? You're the fucking boss, dude. Carlo Gambino, who basically, that's why his name is on the marquee of that family. It's like, dude, he lived his whole fucking life as a crime boss, adult life as a crime boss, and never went to prison. No. Ever. I'd say the whole group before him, like every, you know. You could just walk around New York, live in a fancy mansion, and live well. And granted, yo, technology changed and all that, but it's like, dude, by the time John Gotti gets into fucking power, you knew about... They've been using bugs for decades, dude. Oh, yeah. You knew not to talk on the phone, and you're literally going to parenthesize, in case you don't know who's talking on the phone to you right here, me, John Gotti, will sever your motherfucking head off. 
And if anyone who doesn't believe that's a real quote, Google that shit. It's fucking hilarious. I've listened to it hundreds of times, and it always makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, fucking Giuliani will definitely, definitely flip in a heartbeat if there is any any threat to him in any way. Um, I don't see him. I don't see him being able to though. I think he'll flip all over himself. Like he'll flip, he flipped all over himself. Then he'll go back to Trump people, and Trump people will be like, "You got any proof? We told him to do that illegal shit, right? Because we don't like that. We stopped paying him for a reason, and they'll be like, oh, 'Oh, we're gonna fuck that then.' No, absolutely. Like the, and honestly, like, the, like apparently, this classified shit is, you know, you could get pros- prosecuted for taking classified shit to Mar-a-Lago or yeah, whatever. But sure. apparently, they're just not gonna. No, you know they're not look. gonna, dude. They're no. not gonna. No. All right, well, shifting gears, uh, I just want to talk about something that I saw that really pissed me off. Um, So the new head of the DEA, Ann Milgram, who used to be a federal prosecutor for the state of New Jersey, so that just doesn't bode well for you anyway. Um, But she was the host of a podcast I really liked for a while, but um, is now not, and she's doing DEA chief shit. But so I watched her and honestly, as much as you can actually like anyone who's ever been a prosecutor, she seemed pretty, you know, likable, progressive ish. You know, she was, you know, the um, one of the people that was responsible for reforming the whole Camden Police Department when that was like a complete shit show. Um, And that's a cool thing. But. I was supremely fucking upset and disappointed by... I watched her go on CNN in the fucking broad daylight. Get interviewed, I think, by Brooke Baldwin, maybe. Uh, one of them daytime hosts. Uh, and talk about what the DEA is now doing under her watch to... Um, basically curb, mitigate, you know, attack, whatever you want to call it. The opioid crisis. And in a whole, like, I don't know, seven-minute interview or something. It was, like, it was pretty long for, like, a daytime news show, like, interview. You know what I mean? Never once, not a single time, mentions Purdue Pharma, Johnson & Johnson, or any pharmaceutical company. Or just the mere concept well, of, of where this comes from. Well, I would, I would say, I mean, that is, of course, important in, in the context, but... They can't be making the same amount of pills they were 15, you know, like with all the busts that have happened with like the, the settlements and whatnot. You think that like they're making less of those pills and they're tracking them better now. Is you Sackler think? still making them? So. I mean, whether you know, they are, I wouldn't think they'd still be allowed to profit off of sales of opium now. I would just, you know, I don't, but I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I bet you they are. I would just think that it'd be a little more attract and that it's you a know, bigger why, deal. Why that, would they not? They've, they've never been prosecuted. And in fact, they threatened CNN for talking about them on the air. Yeah, but... Remember a few episodes ago, I was talking about how fucking Jake Tapper, of all people, who I'm not, like, a big fan of, but, like, he went out of his way to be like, yeah, they've never been prosecuted. You know what I mean? But you think everybody... You just think, you know, that there'd be a little more tighter control on them now that... It's out what they People what are happens. watching. No, I, I mean, I, feel I just you, don't know. There's I, definitely, you I know, don't... the crime of the century. If anyone hasn't watched it, and I know I've said it a million times on this show, but if you haven't watched the documentary Crime of the Century on HBO, watch that shit. Um, but also, you know, I haven't watched Dope Sick yet, but there's an entire, like, cinematic narrative TV show but, about what they did. But, but I'm saying, like, right now, are those pills the problem? You know, like, I don't know. Is it fentanyl? Is are there press pills coming up from okay, other places? Well, are people yes. making their own so, press pills? You're on fire today, as far as your facts go. Right now, How, wait, we're, are we well, bringing back hashtag Adam Strange well, hashtag just, facts? I'm just wondering. Um, okay, so that is what uh, former podcaster and DEA chief Ann Milgram uh, said, and it's kind of what offended me though, because I com- I completely agree. So she mentioned the thing, two of the things that you just said, um, and I do agree that this is important. That she, what she was referring to is uh, referring to, refer to is <laughs> a new thing. Uh, what she was referring to as criminal networks, 
And I think she also said yeah. the cartels. And it's true. Yeah. Um, bringing in fentanyl, which we've talked about on this show a bunch. you know, And that is true, and it's a huge fucking problem. Yeah. And she was also talking about um, people that are pressing up criminal networks, which I believe is just the 21st century version way to say street punks. Well, I, when you say criminal networks, I just... I'm thinking that there's some businessmen in there too. Oh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. a wide way to say a thing. Where no, you could I say mean, like, you know, Purdue Farmer was a criminal network. Yeah. And so allegedly. No, definitely. Well, they can afford to. I'm gonna say that shit. Fuck them. Um but uh but I but I like your I like your astute legal knowledge. Um but anyway, yeah. So well, I've been do. watching a lot of TJ Hooker lately. Um and we do it every Friday night at the Burger Bar. Although next week, if if you're living in Asheville, next week if you want to get in on, on what we like to call hookers and blow, um come down to the burger bar at nine PM next Friday. It's the big finale. Um but in the eighties, things like TJ Hooker, shit, they would be like, You left yourself wide open to some street punks. And I feel like Ann Milgram using uh, criminal networks is just the 21st century way to say street punks. And um, I'm not feeling it uh, just in the sense of you're bullshitting me. You know what I mean? Um, but it is true that, um, they, that the cartels and the criminal networks are bringing fucking fentanyl in here. And they are pressing up I don't want to say fake pills because it's actually it is actually a pill. Yeah. You know, in but, reality, but it's not counterfeit. What, right. It's Johnson not Johnson and Johnson pills or whatever. Right. Which is which is such a bizarre thing to think about because if you if you watch that documentary I was saying, so Johnson and Johnson is the biggest producer of uh, uh, poppies, opium. Yep. You know, in the whole world, they have a whole section of Australia where they grow that shit and they. They, you know, they paid farmers who used to grow other shit mm -hmm. to stop growing that and start growing opium and uh, or poppies. Uh, and then, as if that wasn't enough, as if heroin being the strongest fucking shit on earth, they had contests for the farmers to see who could grow the most and also who could grow a more potent strain. Mm -hmm. So like, yo, you know that shit that's been having people strung out for over 100 years? millions of people yo go harder step on the gas you know and um so that is bewildering it's astonishing like how fucking over the top and ruthless it is that you can look at heroin and be like nah not addictive enough not strong enough but th then Somebody else looked at Johnson and Johnson doing that and was like, mm, no, I think we can go harder. Yeah. I, I really feel like we can do it harder. <laughs> we can pay them less and we can get more. Well, if you look at like what fentanyl is <clears throat> and how it gets made, it doesn't make sense not to make it as a criminal empire. No smell, easier to make, easier to ship, smaller, more profits. Like it's, I'm yeah, surprised no, no. You, there's not actually, more out there. Because you are actually the one that educated me. I think it was live on the air, hundred episodes or so ago. Which, by the way, we're over three hundred episodes now. Aren't we fucking rad? Um, now, if we just get a couple of listeners, um, but uh, yeah, you're the one that schooled me to the fact that uh, fentanyl is the first drug to surpass the profit margin of weed yeah and well, it, like well cocaine did that no 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 probably we had we had a long discussion about this i'm surprised you don't remember it so not profit but profit margin so the difference being profit is the actual dollar amount that you make off of whatever product mm -hmm. but profit margin is uh how much it costs you to make and the percentage of that uh, that then becomes profit. You know what I mean? So the reason that weed has always been the most profitable drug up until fentanyl hit the market is because since it's just a plant that with minimal cost, you put the seeds in the ground, you grow it up, you chop it down, you trim it, go out the door. Yeah. Um, yes, cocaine sells more because it's highly addictive and people, you know, like do all kinds of shit with it. But, um, but you grow coca plants yeah I guess. but then you have to process it into and spend chemicals time money and manpower to turn it into powdered cocaine yeah. so the cost of all of that processing and labor makes the profit margin smaller 
than weed yep. because it's it's weed is so much less labor intensive. Um, but the crazy thing is, and you think about how long weed has been around, how long other drugs have been around. You know, like heroin gets invented in the late 1800s, like post Civil War America. Fucking cocaine is before that for sure, oh, but yeah. like 1800s maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But yeah. most of these drugs have been around for like hundreds of years. Weed, thousands of yeah. years, obviously. It's just a fucking plant. But when you think about like when you've been the heavyweight champion of profit margin mm-hmm. for literal centuries, and then something comes along and becomes more profitable, like that's yeah. Like I under, like my point is yes, you are absolutely correct from a but business then, standpoint. But then let's say the business. If you don't give a fuck about what happens to your customers, completely, I agree. But the other side of it is that a really big um, principle in selling any drug, whether we're talking about Purdue and pharmaceuticals or like, you know, Moderna, fucking any or just your regular crack dealer on the street, pot dealer on the street, you know, whatever. um, The one thing that is the most true is that the money is in the comeback. And so what doesn't make financial sense about fentanyl is that it's killing people left and right. And that would be one thing with if you were just cutting heroin with it. But as we discussed a lot of times on this show, people are cutting cocaine with it, dusting it onto weed, supposedly, like putting it in everything. And it's like, even if you don't kill someone, which you really likely are if you cut cocaine with fentanyl, like... If I did some coke and it made me sleepy, I would be like, yo, I think there's some fentanyl in this and I'm glad I didn't die. But man, also, I'm not fucking high. <laughs> like, if coke makes me sleepy, it doesn't do what I meant for it to do. So, like, I'm not coming back to this guy. Like, the money is unless in the comeback. But unless he's the only guy in town. And then next week he's like, oh, I got a different batch. And you're like, well, I am a drug user, so give me that shit. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing is they're still addicted to it. That is true. Now, the, the fucked up thing that I'm waiting for, somewhere in Mexico, there's going to be some cartel somewhere where they're like, hey, you know Dave that makes the crystal meth? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know he can make, you know those cancer pills that cost $1,000 each? We could make those. And they're going to be like, oh, shit. Or a cartel to be like, you know, we have enough money to buy Pfizer. Why don't we just buy Pfizer? Like, those two things are going to happen one day. Like, one, there's going to be a Mexican Yo. drug company that's bought. But the fact that they could make more money How? fake, you know, if, they, if you have a science lab. Dude, uh, no, not even fake. Like, no, they the, have the, real the kind shit. of they money can make the chemicals where they can get the fucking chemical undercut. formula for diabetes medicine, yeah. cancer medicine, fucking yeah, AIDS insulin. medicine. If EpiPens. Oh if you could make dude, EpiPens and sell them for 50 bucks. How are the cartels not making EpiPens? People will buy them for 50 bucks because they cost three fucking hundred and you don't want your kid to die. Now, you might not want to buy an EpiPen from a guy on the street. No, not on the but street. But if you ain't but got 300 bucks, you might spend 50 on And that's the thing. It's like they will do that one day. Dude, cartel EpiPens? Now, here's the other thing. But you, here's the thing. You if come they... across the border with a big bag of cancer pills, mm-hmm. think you're doing a hard time? And it's not meth. It's not fentanyl. Mm-hmm. There are probably some laws against it, but I don't think they, they got the, like, the crack house laws doubling up on them now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dude, but I'm just they, saying, if the like, cartels... What's that? Heart medicine. Oh, go ahead. If the cartels really looked at the American market, I'm not saying they stopped selling cocaine, but if they really were taking a hard look at a business model and just like um, being like, oh, Americans fuck their citizens out of their health care and their medications. And like, you know, because there's tons of people that go down to Mexico to get prescription drugs Mm -hmm. that cost 10 times as much here. And like, how have the cartels not looked at that business model and been like, no, we will make legitimate, like bootleg for sure, but legitimate off-brand versions of these medicines that Americans are paying so overpriced. A lot more than they're paying for for weed. Yes. And it, like, but boner pills. Oh there God. are counterfeit boner pills. Apparently, that's a big thing in Europe. Mm-hmm. People that have press machines will be like, "Fuck it, just make them blue." They're like, "Well, what about the the drug?" I'm like, "Fuck the drug. Make blue pills that are made of sugar, and I will sell them for what boner pills sell for." And I see. Look, I, from a business perspective, I see the merit in that. Like, scam a motherfucker, get the money, keep it moving. But 
if you're doing that, if you went to a website and you went to buy some boner pills and then you paid, you know, you 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever the fuck, and then you ate it and then you were like, oh, hell yeah, baby. And then you no, you sitting there with a halfie or, or, you know, you're limp dicking, you're pushing rope on your girl. Yeah, but a lot of dudes you're get not, hard anyway, so they might not, just be hard. Right, because it could be a placebo effect. And, and, yeah. But, um, but if not, if it doesn't work, like I keep saying, the money is in the comeback. So not just that they're alive, but like if the if you were in the market of making bootleg boner pills that actually work safely and effectively, you could fuck these American corporations out of so yeah. much money and I'll oh, really be getting but it. Like, yo, cartel EpiPens. That but, is the move, dude. But that's the thing is like it might take a long time for a drug to get made illegal because dealers are having a hard time with this new drug. Mm -hmm. If you hurt Johnson and Johnson money, there'll be a new law next week. You know, like if you fuck with Johnson and Johnson money, they would quickly make a new crack house law preventing fake heart medicine coming over the border. You know, like that's the thing is I feel you, but they if haven't you fuck with somebody's pocket who already has lawyers and politicians in place. It's different than fucking with somebody's pocket. That's, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? No, like, no, I completely understand what you, you know, I smell what the rocks got cooking, but what I will say is that, Yo, the war on drugs has been going on for like 40 years now, maybe more, and they have not been able, they have arrested El Chapo and fucking Escobar and, you know, killed whoever, but, or they, yeah, they killed Escobar, but point being, they haven't stopped the game. No. The game no, will keep going. And like, if they're, if you, do you think that if, uh, uh, like an El Chapo figure, could start making certain products and get Johnson and Johnson money. Like he's already selling cocaine to a level where he's almost there. Well, that's the thing is whenever and if he adds like boner pills and EpiPens to that shit, but whenever there's he's an El Chapo, he's the one who's going to make the rules now. Like right now, while we're they're busting El Chapo, whenever there is an El Chapo, yes. there's somebody else that none of us are going to hear about for about 10 years. Like mm -hmm. just now, if you watch Narcos, the newest Narcos season at the end of it, right. they're like, and he was the biggest drug dealer in the world for 20 years. Yeah. Like this one mother, Amalo, Amelio, whatever his name is, this one dude just ran Mexico from, as it went from cocaine to, um, or from weed to cocaine, mm -hmm. his boy Felix was running it. He gets busted and then this guy takes over and he just runs that shit well. Mm -hmm. I mean, he basically goes straight to Colombia and he's like, don't fuck with anybody else, just me. And he makes a billion a year at least for two decades before he finally gets caught. And they don't even know, because he's the guy that got caught that was the famous one for like, you know, drug lord caught at the plastic surgeon's office. Oh, we yeah, got yeah. him at the plastic surgeon's office where I'm like, and then a week later, all those plastic surgeons mysteriously died. I'm like, do you think that body you got at the plastic surgeon's office was really yes, him? Because yes, that yeah, motherfucker yeah. is sitting on a pile of billions in the Swiss Alps somewhere. Fuck you. He got away. Yeah, he's so, like, I don't have to change my looks. Always I have one billions of dollars. Another thing is El Chapo, they bring him into court. They put up a photograph of a bunch of people bloodied and shot. And they're like, this is what he does. Hmm. Now, if you're the cartel that sells drugs that save people cheaper, mm -hmm. public opinion is going to be a whole nother animal. They're yep. going to be like in court, be like, oh, no, I was saving lives. It doesn't matter how much cocaine you were also running. You're going to lead with, I made I made cancer people afford their medicine because you can't yeah. do that. No, and like, yeah, I and, and think about the appeal. And in Mexico, of, you'd be a fucking hero. Yes, th but think about the God. appeal of like, yeah, I shot these 10 gangsters in the fucking face so I could fucking Get save millions of diabetics lives yeah. like that's i feel like it's as a business model it's much better than fentanyl um yeah. all right so cartels you listening if you're listening cartel epipens bruh all right uh shout out to big mishki wishki epipens with like fucking skulls on them and shit and Yoski like woski you know just the idea of that of like the way that they brand their drugs oh, no. yeah all right, well, we're getting out of here because uh, it's Valentuper Bowl Sunday. Um, so, on behalf of the phantom uh, presence of Silvery Plath and uh, Alicia Silverstone, Woko Ono, I am your host, Valio Iglesias, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, the Sub of a Drug Pusher, the Boulevard Underguard, the 
Archduke Depeche Mode von Luftballons Genghis Khan Man, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie. And uh, on behalf of my mellow, my man, Adam Strange, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger, Tooth Willis, Infidel Castro, this. Hey, wait, real quick. I just want everybody to remember, you got to be careful when you're out there in these streets because at any moment, the gazpacho police could come and throw you in the goulash. Oh, yeah, we did forget to talk so about the gazpacho police. Perhaps next week. So on behalf of the gazpacho police, uh, this has, you have been rocking with the worst. This is the worst case scenario because two wrongs don't make it right, but three wrongs definitely make it worst.